Welcome to Real Talk with Rachel. I'm your host, Rachel Gilbert, and I am a therapist on a mission to bridge the gap between mental and emotional health and faith. Today you're listening to Talk Therapy, a short segment of the show that releases at the beginning of the week to allow space for God to move in our hearts and speak into our lives. Remember, these episodes are meant to be educational, not a replacement for your own therapist. Well, this month we are starting a new mini-series all about hard conversations. If you followed me on Instagram, you might have seen a funny slash awkward slash cringy reel that I made just to demonstrate how I used to feel about hard conversations. And over the years, I have learned a lot in this area, and I just want to share some of the things that I have learned with you. Well, last week we discussed the real reasons we avoid them, and this week we're diving in to why we need to have them. Now, I think that Most of us know it's a good thing to have healthy, hard conversations, but let's just chat for a second. I want to come to you today from the place of both a therapist and a person with personal experience in this area of learning how to have hard conversations. So let me start with my therapist perspective, because guess what? (laughs) I counsel people all day long who are processing things that happened days, months, and sometimes even years ago. Now, some of these things seemed insignificant in the moment, but they left a significant mark on their heart. Today's episode isn't about processing those hard things or even reconciliation, but it is a gentle reminder as to why it's crucial that we learn how to have hard conversations. And did you notice how I keep saying how we learn how to have them? Because it's okay if you've never known how to do this, because most people don't. This is a skill I wish they taught in high schools or even in college or somewhere along the way, but you might've noticed those aren't things that we get taught. It's usually things that we learn by observing others. A rare percent of the population gets exposed to what it looks like to have healthy, hard conversations, but most people learn all the ways that we shouldn't have conversations. Um, Next week, we're going to discuss some practical tips on having these healthy conversations, but know this. It is not worth hanging on to something that could be resolved today because it will eventually make its way out. So why not deal with it now? All right, now let me talk to you from a personal perspective because I mentioned, you know, again, like I said in that Instagram reel and even at the beginning of this episode, that this is not something that has come naturally for me. I... Definitely. Also, there, there's things that, you know, I mentioned sometimes we observe um, what depending on your family that you're brought up in or your work environment or different environmental things teach us or don't teach us what we need to know about healthy communication. But then also personality plays a role. I was the youngest of five kids. If you're into the Enneagram, I'm a nine on the Enneagram. I'm an introvert. I, I have all the things stacked up against me to not want to have hard conversations. And so that's part of, you know, mine's a little bit of a personality thing, but I think for a lot of us, a lot of us do have a personality thing, and but a lot of us 
have just had such bad experiences watching other people have hard conversations or even we've been approached by somebody who had a hard conversation with us and it did not go well. And that really left a mark on us to go, okay, hard conversations are bad. We should stay away from confrontation. I've done an entire episode, I think a couple of episodes on carefrontation versus confrontation. And so here's what I want you to know, though, from a personal perspective. I'm taking my therapist hat off for a second, and this is just me talking woman to woman here. I admit that I have burned bridges and I've lost friendships all because I was too afraid to have a hard conversation. And do you ever have those moments in life? This was really a turning point for me when I saw another friendship go out the door for silly reasons. You know, years ago, just starting to recognize that when things got hard in a relationship, instead of talking to that person about them, I just pulled back. I just pulled away. I just stopped talking to them. I just avoided them. I just let the friendship go. All because I wouldn't come in and have a hard conversation. And I think all of us get to, we call this, there's five stages of change. Again, I'm not going to go deep into that right now. Sorry, I'm putting my therapist hat back on. It's hard for me not to go in between the personal and the therapy thing. But but there are stages of change. And one of those stages of change that means you're actually probably going to take action is when you finally get to this place of just being fed up with the th- way things are. You, you do. You just have to reach this point. You know, you see this with people who want to get, you know, in shape or something or want to ha- accomplish some goal, you have to finally reach a point where enough is enough and you're going, the change has to start somehow. And that's how I got to be in some of my relationships. And I just started to realize I'm losing really good friendships or I'm burning bridges at jobs or at, you know, different places that if I would have been willing to go in and have a good, healthy, hard conversation with somebody that relationship or that job or whatever it was could have been restored. And so I just started to get this righteous anger. And so I started this process of, okay, we're going to start having these things. It's going to be clunky. It's just like learning to ride a bike. It's ugly at first. You fall off a lot. But just knowing, learning anything new is going to take some work and that's okay. Now, Part of also why I was afraid to have some of those hard conversations is because I was under the misconception, and maybe you can relate to this, that a hard conversation had to be hostile. Can you relate to that? That when you think of hard conversation, you the word hostile kind of goes with it for you. So you get that picture of somebody yelling or mean face or, you know, heart beating or all those kinds of things. Guys, this is a false narrative that we've got to rewrite. In fact, a hard and healthy conversation is anything but hostile. And my friends, take it from me, avoiding hard conversations is not worth the loss of relationships, jobs, having to change churches, or anything else that is dear to your heart. So with all this said, let's sum up why we need to have these hard conversations. The first reason is because we've got to debunk assumptions and expose invisible walls. I shared a quote on Instagram a while back that continues to just get reshared because it's so good. And it said, stop imagining fake scenarios and hurting your own feelings. 
We are all walking around with both of these things happening. We have assumptions and expectations of other people that we never tell them and they never tell us. And then feelings get hurt. And there's kind of a lot of confusion around why feelings are even hurt because you're going, what did I step over that I didn't even know was there? And then we also have these invisible walls in, in, in our heart and in our life that we just sometimes won't even let people through and they won't let us through. And when we're willing to sit down with the other person, sometimes neither party even knows why we're ruffling each other's feathers, why we're stepping on toes. But that's why it's important to sit down with somebody. Again, it can be a friendship or maybe if it's even at your place of work, whatever. And you just have that relationship that you're going, why can't we not seem to connect? There's something that's missing here. Or you notice that something shifted after the last time you guys got together. And the only way to know what shifted is to sit down with that person and say, hey, I love you. I value our friendship. I value what you bring to this office too much to not say, what's going on with us? Something seems off. What is it? You know, and just having that conversation. Did you notice how I wasn't yelling just then? I wasn't barging into an office, screaming at the top of my lungs, saying, hey, what's up with you? I'm sorry if you've had those experiences. I think we've all been on the receiving end of that, and it's not comfortable. And so I totally get, and it's valid to feel hesitant to want to be that person. But I want to challenge you to challenge your thoughts and your narrative that you've given on what a hard conversation looks like, because it is not hostile. Another reason why we've got to have these, and I started to share this just a second ago, is because we want to restore relationships. Did you know that restoration of relationships and all kinds of things, but especially relationships, is the heart of God? He, He values relationship over everything, and he especially wants us to value it as well. And so here's a statement I have even said to other people uh, as I've gone into this journey of, you know, restoring these relationships is something to this effect. I love you too much to not bring this to your attention. I value our relationship more than my fear of the outcome of this hard conversation. Do you see how powerful that is? When you come to somebody, you, instead of making them on the defense, by the way, when you use the word why, a lot of times for a lot of people, they immediately go into defensive mode. Think about how, you know, we have kids who are like, well, but why? When people hear that word why, it kind of makes them already get defensive and put this wall up. So if you think about it, if you go into a hard conversation and you're asking, well, why did you do that? Immediately, they go into defense mode. But what if I entered into that conversation with grace and love by bringing this to their attention and going, hey, Susie, I don't know why the name Susie just came to my mind. I don't have any close friends named Susie, by the way. So, but you know, hey, Susie, I love you so much as a friend and I can tell that something is off between us. Can we talk about it? Do you see how different that is on if I had gone to, hey, Susie, why are you acting the way you are? It's very different, very different. And the response you're going to get is very different. Like I said before, we are going to go into the tips and practical ways to have the conversations next week. And here's the third reason we have got to have these conversations. And this one might not be one you saw coming, but it's actually kind of an exciting one, I think. And it's to release relationships. Okay, 
another story I'm going to tell you and tell on myself. Uh, but first, let me just say this. Sometimes a hard conversation will end in a healthy parting of ways. And that is okay. In fact, when this happens, all parties involved are releasing each other to go live their life free and to the fullest. What a sweet gift that we can give someone, even when they don't deserve it. Isn't that just so neat? We can release each other. Because sometimes there is a time for restoration, and sometimes things need to be released. I'm going to give you a very quick example because we're almost out of time, but I do think it's important that you hear this from me. I had a friendship like this uh, several years ago that it was my very first time that I did this, that I practiced having a hard conversation. And she used to be a sweet, dear friend. Well, she is still sweet, but we used to be dear friends and close, you know, just that, that type of person you see every week, you're texting every week, and then we just drifted apart. And to be honest with you, I wasn't real sure why we had drifted, and I started to notice that I would send her texts and she wouldn't respond, and several times went through and kind of like where it gets to that awkward point, you're like, are they, is their number still the same? I'm not sure. Like, what happened? I really don't know what happened. And so I just ended up sending that one final text, and I said, hey, could we get together for coffee? I have some things on my heart I'd love to share with you. And she did respond to that text. And we ended up getting together for coffee. And I had the hardest conversation of my life, or so it felt, because it was the first one I did. I've since done more so they don't feel as scary. And I just shared with her. I'm like, you know, kind of these things I'm talking to you guys about, like, what happened? What went wrong? I mean, and and we just had a such a healthy conversation, my friends. It was hard, though. Because both of us brought to the table what we thought a friendship should look like. And we realized as our seasons had changed, what she viewed that a friendship should look like and what I viewed it as, you know, what I thought it could look like and what I could um, honestly do in that season were different. They were just different. And we left that conversation with going, I love you. I am for you. I am in your corner. If you ever need anything, you have my number, reach out. But we both came to the conclusion that our season of a close friendship is over. And it was hard. I went home feeling a little, uh, honestly, it was a little weird because at first I was like, okay, hold on. I just had this hard conversation. I honestly thought that our friendship was going to be restored. You know, when you come together and you get, oh, I've missed you too. And all the feel goods and oh, yay. And we're going to start talking again. And that didn't happen. But something that happened that I had never expected, it was that the Lord helped us to come together to have a hard conversation, to bring our feelings to the table and then release each other. It was beautiful. I, I, I seriously can just say that was a pivotal moment in my life and how I viewed hard conversations because it was hard. That's hard to tell somebody how you feel, how they made you feel, vice versa. And then to come to a conclusion that, yeah, I don't think we're supposed to be close friends anymore. That's hard, my friends. But it was so life-giving and I just want to encourage you with that. So I just had to give you that example. Okay, we got to finish up. I have a conversation challenge. Oh, this one's going to go over a little bit on our 15-minute marker. I try to keep these. Let me do the conversation challenge really quickly, and I'll wrap us up in prayer and get you out of here. So here's your conversation challenge. This will be in the show notes as well. So I'm going to breeze, I'm going to go through it pretty quickly, but go take a screenshot of it and do this in your own time, okay? So think about one relationship in your life that matters to you. 
it, it matters because God has put that person in your life and he's asked you to invest in that relationship. Next, think about a few of these things. Do you feel distance in that relationship? Would you maybe like to be closer? And I want you to ask God to highlight one thing. I'm going to say that again. One thing you could bring to attention in that relationship. I recommend only one hard conversation at a time rather than multiple things at once because it starts to feel like they're drinking from a fire hose when you bring like in this and this and this and this and this and they don't hear anything. So bringing up multiple things brings overwhelm and confusion. So just think of one thing. Start with something simple. And then I want you to pray over that relationship this week. I know, I just let you down. Like you thought I was about to say, now go to that person. No, that'll be next week. But right now, just pray over it. Because that's one of the most important steps of having hard conversations is surround that conversation with prayer on the front end, in between, and on the backside. So pray over that relationship. And then next week, I'm going to share practical steps and tips on how to have that hard conversation. All right. So Father, we thank you that you have given us words and voices that we can have these hard conversations. I pray you bring to mind a relationship to every single person sitting under the sound of my voice that you would like them to seek restoration, reconciliation, and just pray over that. We ask that you just bless relationships, Lord. They were your idea. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, don't forget to grab that healthy communication resource I have at rachelgilbert.com forward slash marriage. All right, well, that concludes today's talk therapy episode. I'll see you back here next time on Real Talk with Rachel.